Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChampaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. to E-Ticket to Broadway, where Broadway meets Main Street. <laughs> Here's your host, my pal, David Alpert. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of E-Ticket to Broadway, where our guests may have overcome their stage fright, but will never overcome their fear of Snow White's scary adventures. Are you following E-Ticket on Instagram? Come join the fun and play games and answer trivia throughout the week, and see photos and videos of our incredible Broadway guests living their best lives at the Disney parks. If you'd like to be featured on the Instagram page, you can. Simply head to www.eticketpodcast.com to sign up to become a supporter on Patreon. You can support more episodes of this podcast and help grow Gilana's Fund, an organization committed to making the world a more inclusive and accepting place. Imagine it's a small world, but, like, in real life. On this episode, I get to giggle with a dear friend, a Tony nominee from the Tony Award-winning musical Fun Home. Make sure you keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the podcast at all times. And please welcome to E-Ticket to Broadway, Emily Skeggs. My dear friend, Emily Skeggs, I'm so excited to chat with you about all things Disney Parks. Thank you for joining on oh, E-Ticket to Broadway. I'm so excited to be here. This is super fun. So let's get right to the important items first. You oh, were Tony okay. nominated for your role as Medium Allison in the Tony Award winning musical Fun Home, and you've starred in movies, both on television and the big screen. So my question for you is, how excited are you to play Dopey in the live action movie <laughs> of my life story? <laughs> Oh, biggest honor of my life. Biggest honor. It's going to be great. Life. I can't wait. Honestly, I, I feel like I will have truly made it and peaked in my career when I am a, a Disney cartoon, when I am voicing a cartoon or doing some sort of Disney live action. That is the pinnacle of success yeah, for me. Because I think you already are a Disney character in real life. Yes, I live it. I live it. So, you know, it might as well happen. Yeah. And I, I think a few years ago, we first discovered that we both love Dopey and... Icon. Gay icon. Oh. 
There, I'd argue. there it is. Okay. I'd argue. I mean, he does live alone with six other men, <laughs> and their beds are super close to each other, and they do sing and dance in rhythm. That's true. There's evidence. There's evidence. I mean, yeah. Someone should someone should investigate. We should get a podcast going on that. Yeah, I, it could be this one. <laughs> it could be this. Anyway, oh. let's talk about <laughs> Disneyland and Disney World. But um, did you grow up watching Disney movies? Obsessed, obsessed. One time, my parents, I had a. They realized I was allergic to antibiotics, and they had to take did me not to expect hospital. you to say that. I know, I know, but we're Earth's diving right there. in. And they had to take me to the hospital. I turned bright orange, and I had a fever of like 104. And they thought I was going to die, and they brought me home. And the first thing I did is I popped in The Little Mermaid. Oh. And just started watching movies. I was like, I went from being comatose to popping in a little VHS of the little movie. Yeah. So I was pretty obsessed. Obsessed. Was, did you have a favorite Disney movie as a kid? Um, little Mermaid, Pocahontas, Mulan. Mulan, Mulan is so great. Mulan. Ooh, Mulan. I'm so excited for the live action of that. Totally. She's a badass. She's so amazing. I love her. I used to like set up little stones in my backyard and like hop from stone to stone pretending. I, I even had a boom box and I had the little cassette tape soundtrack of Mulan. And I, I like always like made my own little Disney world because I never went really. I went once. Because you grew up in the New York area, right? I did. I grew up in the Upper West Side of Manhattan, which is its own little Disney world. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> when you say that you loved Pocahontas, when you got to work with Judy Kuhn, did you die? Oh yeah, we used to <laughs> we used to run around backstage in Fun Home with uh, Colors of the Wind blasting on a Bluetooth speaker, and everyone would just completely bust into her dressing rooms screaming and dancing it was amazing did she find it funny or <laughs> traumatizing no she's she's so wonderful she 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 of course you know she plays along she loves it i think you know she's honored it's a it's an iconic part of a lot of people's lives yeah no kidding and i love i'm sure she loved when you dressed up as miko the raccoon and sat next to her Oh, uh, what I wouldn't give to dress as a raccoon and sit at Judy Kuhn's feet right now. <laughs> yeah. What I wouldn't give. If you were to be cast as a Disney character, which character do you think it would be? <laughs> Who do you most relate to? Oh my god. I think I'm definitely um more of like a goofy sidekick kind of character than like a leading lady. Okay. And when you say goofy sidekick, you're using like the adjective goofy, not the proper noun goofy. Correct. We have to my be very apologies. careful. Yeah, because this is a bad terminology. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, I'm learning. I'm I'm ignorant to a lot of this and it's I'm okay. learning because although although I love Disney, I'm not a huge I'm not very knowledgeable about the parks. I've only been twice. But what's funny is the juxtaposition of those two trips, which is what I want to talk about specifically. Yes. Wonderful. Um, and we'll come back to figure out like which sidekick. You know, it could be Miko. That it could, could be. be. It. I think I, I I think I'm definitely some sort of animal. I don't think oh, I am human. One hundred percent animal creature i think i could probably um 
dip a toe into the toy story world. I know it's <laughs> a different a different world, but I think I could be a toy yes. or some sort of um alien being. But I, I'm definitely yeah. not human. No, no. Yeah. I can almost see you as Figaro from Pinocchio, the cat. <laughs> potentially. Oh, I love that. I have to keep thinking I have about to this. Look, I'm gonna pull up a picture of Figaro right now. Oh yeah, he's this beautiful black and white cat. Oh. Do you also like puppets and marionettes? Mm, I do. I do enjoy puppets, but I, I, God, I wonder if I, I'm the. Pinocchio. I want to say you're one of the mice from Cinderella. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> oh. They're super crafty. They. Oh great. Yeah. I was going with like, oh, Emily Skeggs, that mousy one. No, oh that no, that squeaky no, no. little mousy Galileo, <laughs> Galileo. <laughs> Were you giving me Bohemian Rhapsody? <laughs> I was, I was, I was. Is it enjoyable no. for people to just listen to me laugh? I love laughing. Yeah, I think That's so. I mean, for the for the few of you that are still listening to this episode. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> No, it's great. We want to laugh. Oh, okay, great. You know, let's laugh. When you shared with me a video of yourself at Disneyland, I laughed out of joy because you looked so happy. And so let's let's get to this. Talk to me about this first trip mm-hmm. to Walt Disney World when you were four years old, I think. Yes. So I was four years old and I was talking to my parents about it um, because I I sort of vaguely remembered it being some sort of uh, like business trip. Like I knew we were there for mommy. For some reason, and um, they, I remembered one night they had to leave me with a babysitter for some reason, and I was always like, "Why did they leave me with a babysitter in Disney World? This is so bizarre." And I just got the skinny on it. It was an all expenses paid trip to a Discover Magazine event in 1994, where they were trying to, I don't know, do some business with my mom, so they paid her flight and my dad's flight to Disneyland or Disney world. Sorry. Oops. It's okay. But they didn't pay mine. (laughs) Did you go to the park? Yes. They, they put us up at a hotel and it was very nice. I mean, it's just kind of wild to me. Like I always forget that this is a part of like the business world, like free trips to things like, I don't know what you're talking about. I've never had I've that never before. had that before. So I guess that it would also be a pinnacle of my career when I get a free trip to somewhere. But So um, you're four years old. You go with your parents to Walt Disney World. And it's for my mom's business trip. So one night they leave me with a babysitter. And it's the first time they've ever left me with oh, a stranger before. And, and which character was it? It was an old, an older woman, like that they had hired from. I don't. Who knows where? No, I'm saying like it must have been a Disney character, like full costume. It's I, like I wish it had been. That would that probably honestly would have been more traumatizing for me because then that night alone in the hotel room while the babysitter sat in I think like the suite or whatever, I watched the California Dancing Raisins commercial and had a recurring nightmare ever since. Oh no! So and that's for a Disney. long. No, and that's not even Florida. That's the that's the other side of the country. Oh yeah, you're right. California. I don't know what was happening. <laughs> um yeah, but they had to attend a cocktail party and like a dinner event in order to redeem this trip. 
did you go into the parks as well? Yes. And we stayed on a hotel that was like right on the monorail. Okay. And they took me on some, they took me on some, they took me on the character breakfast. Okay. Charade, you know, where you go around, you pose with the characters. And I deeply remember that. And I had a little autograph book and I was so excited to get Daffy Duck's autograph. I'm going to, it's probably Donald or Daisy. Donald. Maybe it was Donald. Yeah. Daffy's actually from a different world. They're probably cousins. They're probably related. They probably meet at conventions. They're I like, hope so. Yeah, but this is probably Donald or Daisy. Oh, God. Excuse my ignorance. I'm so sorry. You were four. It's okay. You were still learning. I was four. A, a big giant duck head came towards me, and it signed my book, <laughs> and that felt important. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> Did you ever find at the fun home stage door a duck head came at you for an autograph? Mm, not literally. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> What's Emily doing? She's signing some ducks. I'll playbill. sign for anybody who, who anybody who asks. Yeah, that's very I kind. Did not discriminate. So was the going to the parks traumatic at all, or was purely the the commercial in the hotel room with the babysitter? Um, no, it was also really, really hot because I I think it was the summer in Florida, and my parents, <laughs> my mom. <laughs> My mom took me to Thunder Mountain Railroad and she said that, this is a quote from my mom, your heart was beating so badly, I thought you were going to have a heart attack. And it's like <laughs> one of the top three things that she feels most guilty about. And the oh, other no. two things that she feels guilty about are accidents where like I rolled off the bed and hit my head as a child or like, you know, like hit my head while she was carrying me or something. <laughs> <laughs> waiting in line for big thunder and and my heart pounding on the ride being so terrified i was terrified i mean terrified. that's a young age to go on that ride it is and it did is. you go on it or did you were like i'm out no we went on it and that's that's what almost gave me the heart attack according to my mother i'm so sorry no it's okay listen what doesn't kill you makes you stronger right yeah, that's like when I went on Honey, I Shrunk the Audience in Tomorrowland at Disneyland. <laughs> I was so scared. And then at one point, it's like a 3D movie where there's stuff under your seat that would affect you. And yes. they were like, where is the snake? And my mom and I were like, we're leaving. And we got up and left. I was like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, sometimes it's too real. And it's not worth traumatizing yourself in that way. Yeah. I'm okay Like on the rides like Haunted Mansion, I'm okay because I'm like, you know what? If I just close my eyes, I'm fine. But on mm. some rides, like roller coasters, of course, you're like, I'm still going to feel this. Or Honey, I Shrunk the Audience when there was like a rat tail that would like hit your feet. I was like, nope, unsubscribe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't need that. You know, it's funny too, though. Like I, so I, I reclaimed my Disney experience. Yes. Tell us about that. And I went with a friend this past year for a couple of hours. <laughs> what? It was so silly. We had a an opportunity. We had a friend who worked in the park. And so we saw the Frozen show. Mm -hmm. It was very fun. Fabulous. I cried. It's so magical. It's a great um, production. And, uh, and we rode a couple rides. Um, but even what's – okay – what is the log flume ride? Splash Mountain. Splash Mountain. And you go down underneath 
and it's like you're in an acid trip and there's a wolf you know with a makeshift kitchen like (laughs) for some reason this wolf has an oil can but it doesn't have shoes i'm confused it, where's the line it's a it's a really yeah that splash mountain ride uh, we could have a whole hour-long dramaturgical conversation because i don't get it and I i'm so yeah i don't get it but to be clear i love it i love the aesthetic of it i love the mushrooms i love how terrifying it gets for no reason yeah like they're screaming at you to like go to your laughing place i was like why are you mad at me yeah what do i do yeah and if I find a hole and I follow it underground, will people be angry and will things be glowing? Like, what are we teaching our children? Yeah. <laughs> There's a moment, too, where they, Br'er Bearer is, like, strung up by his hands yes. and feet. Yes. And it's not anatomically correct, perhaps. Oh. Which is probably mean? the better choice, meaning you're like, in real life, you might be seeing more of this bear. Mm-hmm. But on the Disneyland attraction, we're not going to see that. Well, aren't some of the bears wearing underwear? Why is this bear not wearing underwear? This is what oh, I don't no. understand. What I get a little bit confused about the rules of clothing and correct characters. Well, sure. I mean, like Donald wears a shirt and no pants. Mickey wears um, a pants, no shirt. <laughs> Imagine if a man walked around with a shirt and no pants. I actually. I I dated a guy who said that he he thought the most humiliating thing for a man is to be wearing only a t-shirt. And that always stuck with me because that is exactly his uniform. Well, maybe that's why Donald Duck is so angry all the time. Is he an angry character? He does have some temper issues. Oh. I do. I hope he and Daisy work through this. I, are they going through a thing? I haven't been keeping well, I'm up. I'm not sure. I mean, what I love about that is as angry as he is, Mickey and Goofy have stuck by his side. Mm. They all balance each other out. That's what friends are for. Oh, that's sweet. Well, you shared with me this photo that's on the Instagram page, this on-ride photo of you on Radiator Racers, this amazing car ride, and you oh. look um, it, intense. Okay, so- Tell me about this. <laughs> that was a really monumental experience for me. I, you know, I am not really a huge rides person. I grew up in New York City. My parents really didn't really take me to, you know, the parks, roller coaster parks or anything. I like rode the cyclone a bunch of times as growing up, which is also thrilling and terrifying. And um, I don't really know why. I don't think I'm going to do that anymore because I'm old and uh, I had to have a bad neck. Uh, (laughs) But (laughs) but, uh, I hadn't been on a ride, any kind of roller coaster in years, years, probably years. Yeah. And I Christ's Big Thunder. No, you know, I went I went on a roller last time I went on a roller coaster was the night before I kissed my boyfriend for the first time oh. of seven going on eight years. So I think rides have bring a huge emotional thing out yes. of me. It's really interesting. I think like 
that I went, I rode a bunch of roller coasters that weekend. And then, uh, and then we pulled the plug and we started seeing each other. There's a wonderful moment on the Imagineering story on Disney plus where they're talking about some of these, you know, high thrill rides. And they say some of the things that humans want is to feel like they're on the brink of death and then be pulled away from mm. that. And then you feel like you're in love and you can kiss. And mm. that's Disney magic, I think. I agree. That was the first ride that I took on my reclaiming trip to Disneyland. That ride was the first ride we did uh, when we got there because it was the one with the shortest line. <laughs> How was that with the shortest line? Did you single rider it? Did you like go on the special single rider line? We did single rider it. We single ridered it, which was thrilling because I didn't even know that was a thing. I I I don't understand. Like my friend Oren, who took me, shout out to Oren Whalen. He it, grew up in Malibu and had like a family pass to Disneyland and used to skip school and like go to Disney. He's obsessed, wanted to be an Imagineer. So he knows everything and he's he's fabulous. I love him. So he was like getting the single rider line and we all just kind of, and I ended up in this car with this family that it was a dad and a couple of like older kids and a mom, but it seemed very obvious that they, this was a tradition for them. And the dad was the most excited to be on the ride. And I've, I'd never experienced a ride like this before. It's so real. And like, it's a car. So it's to me, it seems like so stupid. I literally have nightmares where I'm driving cars and like going off of cliffs. I can't play Mario Kart because cars just like freak me out too much. But this, something about this ride was, it was my favorite of the whole day. It's an and incredible ride. It's so joyous. And the the world that they managed to create and the the feeling of like actually being in a speeding car. And I loved the Cars franchise. I don't know why. I just really love those cars but it was thrilling I cried I, I came off the ride <laughs> crying half because like it shook something emotionally in me just like being like shook around and like being in a car and not crashing I guess. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> being in a car that can do something like that and not dying is so amazing and then also this family experiencing it with this strange family and and like you know getting to know them and talking to them and and experiencing this joy that, you know, it's something that they look forward to every year is taking this ride together. That was like, I'm such a, I'm such a sentimental person. Somebody called me Sappho sexual the other day and I was like, oh yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly what I am. But that's the magic of Disney too. Just this beautiful yes. environment that, that the good person wins that you're always going to achieve the goal on the rides. But but Radiator Racers has this incredible thing that it's part dark ride and then part roller coaster. And yes. it's so it's themed so perfectly. I love it so much. And the animatronics, all everything is so it's gorgeous. Gorgeous. Emily, if Medium Allison got a job at the parks, which job do you think she would have? There are jobs, right, where you can draw people. Yes. I think she would do some sort of illustrative work. But I also think she would – I mean, her father passed on so much knowledge about the way things were made and the way things were created and the style of 
things and the history of things that I think I could see her being some in some design aspect. Yeah, she could be an Imagineer creating rides. An Imagineer, or... yes, I always forget the term. Well, what's funny is like because that's what I thought. On Main Street, they have artists either you know sketching Disney characters, but also like sketching uh, guests' silhouettes on Main Street. Like, there's a lot of cool mm. art jobs. I think she might kill it. She would. She would definitely kill it. She would definitely kill it. But I think she has more to offer. Okay, maybe that's like she does it on the weekends, and then the rest of the time she's building and. For inspiration, right. for inspiration and to, yeah. to connect with the people. Emily, you have done an amazing job of representing incredible queer characters throughout your career. And I know that Disney is doing a great job of bringing more queer representation into its films. Everything from, you know, the new shorts out by Pixar, um, mm. and even in the live action Beauty and the Beast, where Josh Gad's character of LeFou had a moment of flirting with a man. How do you think we can encourage that progress to continue forward? I think the more we talk about uh, how much we enjoy these characters and these storylines and the more we share um, the impact that they have on our lives and our families' lives and our communities' lives, um, the more Disney and hopefully other uh, companies and, and artists will see that those are, those are storylines that really matter. And there's storylines that bring us joy and hope. And, you know, I think the big thing about a lot of Disney movies and, and um, animated movies in general is there a lot of them are about this big journey and this struggle. And in the end, they, people find themselves or, you know, these characters gain a, a sense of like strength or freedom or something. And I think the more that you show people going through that journey and gaining strength, the more people can find that in their own lives. And so I'd love to see more representation of all people and experiences, um, queer included. 100%. I love that. I can't wait to have a huge animated Disney movie where the lead is a, is a gay man and I can go meet him in the parks. Oh, yes. like, that's so great. And just, but again, progress takes time and I'm thrilled that we're starting to see it. And yes, we want to keep encouraging sure. that. And I really appreciate that question, David, because I think it's really um, important. And as a member of the queer community, um, I am really thankful. Emily, I love you very much, and I know a lot about your personal life. I love and you very one of much. which is that, well, thank you. You have an amazing <laughs> garden at your home. Oh. Do you ever pretend to be Alice in Wonderland and and bring your cat into the garden and start to sing to the animals and pretend? The <laughs> pretend I am. I am. Yeah. I kid you not. I I wake up every morning and I say, how's everybody doing? And I check in with everybody and I watch, you know, it's been amazing. Our yard went from kind of like a dirt pit that literally like the sandlot sort of thing with a couple of beautiful old fruit trees to this beautiful garden that I love so much and all this wildlife is coming back. And yeah. the other day I saw this fantastic little um, – it's like a snake slithery thing. It's like a lizard with no arms. 
and I and this yard went from a literal dirt pit where I there was no not even an insect to slithery creatures with no arms. It's a wonderland. Amazing. It is a wonderland. It is a wonderland that took a year to create myself with the help of some other people and it's amazing. It's amazing. And you know Alice had a cat named Dinah. And you have yes, a cat not named Dinah, but I'm sure <laughs> you both could go into the garden together. Like I want to see you in a blue dress with a white apron. Okay, with your hair all right. back, a photo shoot. I'm inspi- I'm very inspired by this actually. I would love I would love to see the new modern Alice in Wonderland where it's a not a cis white woman and it's a cat named Bud. Yeah. You know, <laughs> something like interesting. Something let's have like a modern retelling of Alice in Wonderland. I love it. Let's do it. We'll be right back. Oh, what's the big idea with these commercials? Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Emily Skeggs, here come your fast pass answers. You're going to have 30 seconds on the clock after I ask the first question, okay? So just rapid fire. Are you ready to go? Oh, joy. I'm ready. Here we go. Emily Skeggs, what is your favorite Disney movie? Pocahontas. Name a character from Beauty and the Beast. Uh, um, Gaston. Favorite Broadway musical? Fun Home. Name one of the seven dwarfs. Uh, dopey, dopey. Favorite Disney song? Uh, Colors of the Wind. Hello, Judy Kuhn. Name another performer from Fun Home. Judy Kuhn. <laughs> True or false, you live with a cat. True, baby. Time. <laughs> I'm, did I get them all right? You did perfectly. I think every answer was Judy Kuhn related. I got Judy on my mind. She's a very special woman, and, you know, I love her, and she she deserves our love. Shout out to Judy. I couldn't tell if when you paused after I asked you to name a character from Beauty and the Beast, if you couldn't think of one or if you were just finding your best guest I was, voice. like, going through my mind, and I was like, uh, there's a fork. Um, <laughs> there's there's, like uh, the fork's there's name a candlestick fork. guy. What's a yeah. candlestick guy's name? I, I don't quite remember. But what's funny is I actually mentioned two of the characters because they're title characters. 
You could have said beauty and you could have said the beast. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Put on your thinking ears. It's trivia time. Oh, boy. Okay, Emily, here is your trivia question. Walt Disney has been famously quoted that it was all started by a mouse, and Mickey Mouse is perhaps the most beloved Disney character. Quite ironically, which type of animal has quite a dozen feral members that live at the Disneyland Resort and help control the, quote, pest, end quote, population? What is cats? Yes, it is. The Disneyland cats. They have cats? So in my research, I mean, like, I've actually only seen one of the Disneyland cats, but like, there's reports that there's a couple dozen to about 200. They take care of them. They spay and neuter the cats, but they're there to help control the past yes. population, meaning mice. That I think I am, think that's wonderful. As a cat lover, I think that's wonderful. I have been looking into getting a working cat myself from my backyard because I grow a bunch of vegetables and they will keep the rats away. Yeah from my vegetables. And some cats are just not meant to be inside. Some cats will not live happy lives inside and you won't live a happy life with them. So I'm all for it. I definitely think that in our next lives, we're both going to come back as feral cats of Disneyland. (laughs) It's my dream. I was hoping like a wild cat, like in Patagonia or something, but sure, you you can be a cat. Okay, you can do that cat. I'll do the other one. (laughs) I want to be a puma in Patagonia. And I want to live under the castle and have (laughs) mice for lunch. And eat the mice that eat all the crap that people leave on the the floor in Disneyland. (laughs) What an ecosystem. They have a lot of good food options now. They do. (laughs) It's not the food that's at Disney that I'm worried about. It like it's the food that people bring to Disney. But you can't bring out in outside food. Yeah, but you do. <gasps> Sorry, yeah, I'm poor. I brought a sandwich. Girl, you got to come with me with my Disney visa. I do. I do have to come with you. Emily, here comes your e-ticket to Broadway game. This is called Changing My Major to Throne. (laughs) All of these Disney characters became royalty in their respective films, and it is your task to tell me who I'm talking about. (laughs) Are you ready for Changing My Major to Throne? Mm, um, Yeah, ready as I'll ever be, David. So again, these are all Disney characters that have become royalty. They've literally changed their major to throne. Good for them. I'm going to keep saying changing my major to throne. (laughs) Yeah, go for it. Number one. In Frozen, Princess Anna falls in love right away with Hans and later in love with Kristoff, who, spoiler alert, marries her in Frozen 2, turning this mountain man into royalty. What fellow Tony-nominated actor gave voice to Kristoff? I'm so bad with names. It runs in the family. I can see it's him. Okay. I can hear him. Tell me anything about him. He's so talented and beautiful. He and is. I'm so sorry I've forgotten his name. I'm going to give you a hint. Please. He was in Spring Awakening and Hamilton. Oh, my frickin' frickus. Frickle my pickle. 
His last name rhymes I, with. He was in that beautiful TV show. Yes. And I love him. Jonathan. Yes. Groff. Yes, Jonathan Groff. You did Do it. Do you see this? Maybe it was all the codeine I was on when I was four years old, but I cannot remember a <laughs> thing. I cannot remember names to save my life. I'm very sorry, Jonathan Groff. I love you. I do. Here's your next changing my major of throne question. Oh, God, Tony I'm Award scared. winner and what? I'm scared. This one's way easier. Okay. Tony Award winner Anika Noni Rose gave voice to Tiana, who ends up marrying a prince and stepping into a royal position. In her movie, what amphibian did Tiana kiss? Uh, a frog. I love that movie so much. That song is such a beautiful, beautiful song. She did such a beautiful, beautiful job. I love in Disneyland, if you go to New Orleans Square, Tiana makes oh. an appearance so often. She sings. She's great. Love Tiana. Okay, here comes question number three. This woman who came to life on the silver screen in 1950 ends up marrying a prince and becoming royalty. And instead of putting a ring on it, he puts a shoe on it. Oh, that's that's sweet sleep and beauty. No, <laughs> it's not Cinderella. <laughs> it's Cinderella. Cinderella. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think you knew it was Cinderella and just misspoke. I think it's okay. Well, I I think it's something about the shoes. I always think should they really match Sleeping Beauty's crown? Like I don't know why. Like I I think of those shoes and I see her crown, the Sleeping Beauty crown. What? Doesn't she wear a little crown and Sleeping, Sleeping Beauty? Beauty does? That's I for some reason when I think of Cinderella's shoes, I also think of Sleeping Beauty's crown. Interesting. So the, the stories get intermixed for me. There's this terrible joke from the Jungle Cruise, which is, why is Cinderella bad at soccer? <laughs> because she's always running away from the ball. Oh. But it's not her fault. Her coach is a pumpkin. Oh. I know, that's the Jungle Cruise. That's great. Love it. Changing my major to throne, number four. <gasps> this average dude who is always one step ahead of everyone else, has a best friend who steals apples. And Aladdin! Ends up, and ends up marrying the princess whose best friend is a tiger, therefore becoming royalty for real this time. Aladdin! Yeah, I'm sorry, Aladdin. I couldn't keep it in. I needed to let it out because I knew the answer and I was so happy. Yes. It's Abu. You know, Abu really helped you. Shout out your that. joy. Yes. <laughs> Do you know the name of the tiger? <clears throat> I remember her saying Ra Raja. Yes, Raja. I remember saying Raja in that really beautiful voice. Yes. Okay, here's your last changing my major to throne. <laughs> this queen assumes her royal position by marrying her childhood best friend, and was brought to life on Broadway by a literal Tony Award-winning musical theater queen, Miss Heather Headley, who has had the honor of starring in not one, but two Disney on Broadway shows, both of whom are women with royal titles. What is the name of the Disney character who becomes a queen by marrying her best friend? Marrying her best friend? Mm-hmm. Heather Headley. Shh. Yet. Uh, 
Fricus. I'm going to give you a hint. Can you feel the love tonight? Oh no, the Lion King. It's the Lion King. Do you remember the name of that queen? Mala. So close. Nala. Nala. It's Nala. I think Isn't that cool? she I'm also going played... to get my brain tested. No, no, no. She also, um, you know, <laughs> yes. was the princess of Nubia and Aida. Oh, yes. She's so fabulous in that. Congratulations, Emily Skeggs. You did very well on changing my major to throne. Um, apologies well, to the creative team of Fun Home for changing that. <laughs> no apologies necessary. It's an homage. It's an honor. It's time for some tough choices. Let's play Tweedledee or Tweedledum. Okay, here's your final game. This is called Tweedledee or Tweedledum. I'm going to give you two options, and you just let me know which one you prefer. Okay. Oh, I love these Tweedledees and these Tweedledums. Oh, I love, I love them, David. Great. Well, <laughs> like, you have to hear them first. I know, but I'm just so excited. <laughs> first one, Tweedledee or Tweedledum, Colors of the Wind or Just Around the River Bend? Um, just around the river bend because it's a little bit more adventurous and, yes, and uplifting. Me too. I love I it. Love, I love, yeah. I always want to be just going just around the river bend. That's like my, my perfect day. Tweedledee or Tweedledum, it's a small world or Splash Mountain? Mm, I have to choose. No, it's a fun podcast. You can say both. <laughs> For different reasons. You know, I think it's a small world I hold very dear in my heart and I think that is very important. But the Splash Mountain game game ride, the Splash Mountain ride is, you know what? It's a small world. Okay. There it is. Tweedledeer, Tweedledum, changing my major to Joan or the Tiki Room theme song. Changing my major to Joan. Okay, come I'm on. I'm really sorry, but Tiki is, Tiki is, Tiki's canceled. <gasps> Tiki's canceled. There's a lot of listeners right now that just gasped I know, like I did. I'm so sorry. But Listen, that's no. not fair either because Changing My Major to Joan is an incredible song. And the Sherman Brothers also wrote an incredible song. They're in two different camps. It was just for fun. <laughs> it's just for okay. fun, everybody. <laughs> Tweedledeer, Tweedledum. The feral cats of Disneyland or all of the young child performers who are in Fun Home? I have to choose between them. In this I'm, I'm choosing between <laughs> cat children that protect a magical place and m- real children <laughs> that also protect magical things. I'm going to say the real children is the way to go. That's fair. I'm glad you answered that way. The real children. However, I do want to point out that I mentioned that I want to become a feral cat of Disneyland. I know. So, that's why ouch. I hesitated. That's no, why I hesitated. No, I'm I, very glad you chose you know, the real people. You know, but you just got to watch out because I do care about the cats and I don't want PETA coming after me. Here's the deal. This is just a game and we want to love everyone. We want to love. We love everyone. We, we love, love everyone. everyone. As long cats as that person loves children. everyone as well. <laughs> yes. yes. Cats and children, we love them both, to be clear. And for you and I, our cats are our children. Also true.
Emily Skaggs, the next time you go to Disneyland, what's the first thing you want to do? I'm getting on that Cars ride. Right, right to Radiator Racers. I'm I'm going straight to Radiator Racers, but then I also so I know that Star Wars is a controversial topic when it comes to the Disney community, but for my father, that would bring so much joy. He loves Star Wars. He loves Star Wars. And he has grew up on Star Wars in the same way we grew up on Disney. So okay. to be able to take him to that place and watch him light up. I mean, like, uh, for Christmas this year, we told him we were, we'll take him. So, and just that slight amount of joy on his face. And, um, you know, he asked, like, can I get a lightsaber? You know, like, that Aww. is that is so special. That's really special. And so... You know, let's go. Let's go to Star Wars. Let's. I want to give him that opportunity. For me, as someone that was not familiar with Star Wars, and when they announced Galaxy's Edge coming into Disneyland, I, I definitely was um, apprehensive. But knowing that there's so many fans of it, and it's the same kind of passion that I hold towards Disney, it definitely makes it feel more right. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, you know, these characters might not be relevant to kids in the future that's how that's how culture happens and culture changes and yeah. new things disneyland come around is not a and, museum disneyland right. is not a museum right um i also hope that on the trip that i'll go with you and that we can just take pictures in front of the castle together oh. and then we're gonna go to snow white's grotto and look at dopey shall we wear costumes like some sort of cosplay are you a I cosplay think we could you know, no, I I haven't. I mean, unless you count like going as David Alfred at Disneyland is a costume. I'll <laughs> kind of cosplay as you at Disneyland, <laughs> and I'll cosplay as Medium Allison. Perfect. I would say that um, you can Disney bound, which is where you wear contemporary clothing that yes. really you know signals your brain towards a specific character. So we could definitely do that. I'm that one hundred percent doing dopey. We could oh, do that. Can we both do dopey? No, in that sense, I'll be Mickey and then you can be dopey. Well, you can be dopey if you want to be dopey. We could be, be two dopeys. I'm really sad that when I was a kid, I have a photo of myself with dopey, but dopey rarely makes an appearance on the oh. meet. Like he'll be in parades and on Fantastic once in a while. Maybe the other six get jealous that he gets all the attention. He's definitely the cutest. Well, I think- In my opinion. Character. Yes. In my opinion. Yeah. These words are my own. But I think Dopey is the cutest. I think he's the cutest little cutie. <laughs> We're going to find him, David. We're going to go we to Disney and we are going to find Dopey dressed as Dopey. I literally asked Snow White. I'm like, Snow White, what listen. What did she say? She says he's in the mines. And I was like, well, I get why it, are they keeping Dopey in the mines so much? He needs sun, he needs vitamin <laughs> yeah. D. Get Dopey out of the mines. I'm going to start a campaign. I don't like that. He's in the mines? Well, there were the miners. Yeah, but. They do. I don't know. Get him out of the mines. I want to see these mines. I would love to see. Is there a mine? Can you see the mines? Is there a ride where you can see the mines? At Disney World, they've got the the mine train. But at a. In California, you do get to, on Snow White Scary Adventures, which they're redoing a little bit, you do get to momentarily take a little drive through their mines. Hmm. 
but that ride is so terrifying. Usually that's a moment where I'm like recovering from screaming. Oh God. It's a really terrifying ride. Anyway, Emily Skaggs, this has been so much fun. I cannot wait to go on Radiator Racers with you and scream. I can't and, wait. And look at that on-ride photo where you are just living your best life. <laughs> I don't want to stop talking about Disney with you. I could I could talk about it forever. We can continue on, but, but I think we're going to say goodbye to our listeners. But Emily, thank you for your time and stories and heart. And uh, we'll see you at the parks. Thank you for having me, David, and thanks for listening. Love you all. Oh, that was a fun interview. I just love this podcast, don't you? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.